The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to Sharp Lessons, everybody. Stadium Sports Betting Podcast. We got Nate Jacobson, the professor, next to me. I'm Ben Wittenstein, and Nate, it is NFL playoff time. We're excited. We're well-fed. Just had some Mediterranean food, so we're feeling good. Our heads are clear. We're looking towards the weekend. I think we're feeling good about it. Yeah, shout out Crepe Kebab for giving us a a nice lunch and a a jolt of energy on this chilly, windy Thursday morning (laughs) or afternoon now in Chicago. Yeah, six NFL playoff games over the next few days, starting Saturday and then going all the way to Monday night. So looking forward to talking about the NFL playoffs, uh, six games this weekend, and then after that, only seven meaningful NFL games because I, I saw something out of the Pro Bowl, and, and it doesn't seem like a real game, so I don't know if there'll be a spread No, on there'll it, be so. like events and stuff, which yeah, kind of sound maybe fun. you can bet on that, but 13 meaningful NFL games, and about half of them are, are this weekend, so looking forward to getting into them. Uh, definitely nothing this week that's going to be like my favorite bet of the year, but because mm-hmm. it's the playoffs, because the game's going to be on, I know people want action, so I try to give out um, kind of more, a little bit more bets of being a little bit more liberal with the decisions on betting this week so people have something to watch and hopefully can point people in the right direction throughout the weekend. Yeah, it's perfect. So let, let's just go through all these bets that we got because we don't have – I mean, we could make bets for every game, but – you know, it wouldn't be exactly how we feel. We'd feel like it would be like forced to make a bet. So we just sure. have bets that we picked out for the weekend um, that we really like. I do, th- I do think we'll have something on every game. Others on the first game of the the day or the, the round, Seahawks 49ers. Yeah, um, I don't feel great about any side of that game. If I had to play the game, force me to play it, I guess Seahawks team total under would be the look I would have. Uh, but that's yeah. a game where... Personally, I just want the 49ers to advance, so I will not have any bets on that game. Yeah, I don't – I would probably – I don't know, maybe take the Seahawks at a 10-point underdog, but sure. I, I don't really have a strong well, feeling either way well, for that one. Let's go in order. Yeah, um, let's do it. I know you don't have a bet on this game, but the Saturday night game, a game I'm really looking forward to because yeah. it's Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, two high recent draft picks making their playoff debuts. Since we talked about this game last on Tuesday, there's been a little bit of a line adjustment in this game where the Chargers are now kind of a two-and-a-half-point favorite across the board. They've taken a little bit of money from as low as Pickham earlier in the week. Yep, I actually took the Jaguars at what now is not a good number at plus one-and-a-half because I actually thought the market was shifting towards the Jags, and it was, but then maybe some more influential betters came in on the Chargers at a shorter price. So now we're sitting kind of two, two-and-a-half Chargers favorite. And I'm going to maintain my opinion on this game, what I had Tuesday, where I really think this game should be a pick even Jaguars' small favorite. The Chargers needlessly played a bunch of starters last week after already locking up the five seed. Bosa got a little banged up. Mike Williams got hurt, and he's kind of been banged up his whole career. So I'm a little bit worried about him playing in this game. Plus, there's a short week with cross-country travel involved. Yep. And I think we're getting a little bit of a discount because the Jaguars did not look good in their Week 18 win but not in cover against Josh Dobbs and the Tennessee Titans to clinch the AFC South. So because of that line discount that I believe we're getting, 
I like the Jaguars at this game in this game at any underdog price. I don't think the plus threes are coming. If you want to wait for the plus three, maybe wait for that. But I don't think they'll last for long, and that there'll be a strong appetite on the Jacksonville Jaguars if it got to that point. So I'd be fine taking the Jaguars at plus two and a half. I'm already locked in at plus one and a half. So <laughs> you're uh, you're in it. I, you're I already there. I can't tell people to not bet it. Bet it now. I still uh, trust my numbers and just kind of my thoughts about how these teams are coming into this game. It's funny because I know, and we'll talk about this game with the Giants and the Vikings, a lot of people are picking the Giants to upset the Vikings. I think this might be the actual upset that does happen this weekend, where you see the Jaguars. I, I don't I, I don't think there's a world here where it, doesn't, it can get to plus three for the Jaguars, and they could be a field goal underdog. And I think they can knock off the, the Chargers. The Chargers never really impressed me that much this season. Um, I, I don't think Brandon Staley's a, a great coach, and we saw that decision-making front and center against the Denver Broncos. Ridiculous. And, and Jacksonville's hit their stride, man. Lawrence looks good. They've won five in a row. They've looked good in their wins as well. It's not like they've really been like super fluky wins. The defenses look good. The offenses look good. I think this is this is just a team that's finding their stride and, and finding out that some of their young guys are looking good. And Trevor Lawrence is looking good. He looks like the game's finally slowing down for him. So I don't think backing a team that just has looked hot to end the season is the wrong move, especially if they're getting points. Yeah, I'm hoping that the Jaguars kind of clunker of a game, even though they won, was that game against Tennessee. Because as you mentioned – they were very strong down the stretch of the season, obviously, yeah. because early December it looked like a certainty the Titans were going to win the division. Then they suffered a lot of injuries, and the Jaguars went on a run beating some good teams in the process. So impressive stuff from the Jaguars. I like them on Saturday. Let's go in order just throughout this uh, this exercise going through our picks. And Let's do it. This is a game I do not have a bet on, but you do, and it is the Dolphins against the Bills. And since the last we went off there like the last podcast we were kind of not sure what was going who was going to be the quarterback yep for the Miami Dolphins and then we got clarity on Wednesday where Tua Tungavailoa was ruled out by head coach Mike McDaniel so when we saw that news come up come through officially uh, that line skyrocketed to Bills minus 13 yep a total that was as high as 47 got down to 43 and a half and that's where we're currently sitting as Skylar Thompson is expected to make his first NFL playoff start in his career, uh, the rookie, and it's kind of a tough spot having to go to Buffalo, a very raucous crowd. So, Ben, what is your play in this one? Let's go under. I like the under here. I don't trust the Dolphins to do anything in their part to score points in this game. We saw how bad their offense was last week. Six, six points. They scored six points and I, I don't think we're going to see anything too drastically different I know they were playing a really good defensive team in the Jets so I don't expect six points by themselves for the Dolphins maybe they get a touchdown or two against the Bills but again Skylar Thompson's a, a serviceable backup if you need a game manager for a game or two but come playoff time the intensity is going to be ramped up this is going to be a cold weather football game it's going to be a playoff atmosphere and everything that Buffalo has gone through this season you know the energy and the enthusiasm is going to be cranked up to 100 I just don't see the Dolphins carrying their side of the bargain to get the over 43 and a half. And this number has fluctuated. It gets to 44, and then it's immediately bet down to 43 and a half. So if there's some way, somehow before this game, that you're able to get a 44 when it's there for five or 10 minutes, I would nab that. But I still like it under 43 and a half. The Bills are good. They're going to score. We know the Dolphins can have a good defense. And I think the Dolphins know that if they're going to have any chance to win this game, they're going to have to play some sort of 
of intense defense because their offense isn't going to be able to carry the load. So I, I can see the, the Bills scoring 28, 31 points. Maybe the Dolphins manage to get 10, and that gives us the under 43.5. So I think the under, there's a lot more ways I can see the under hitting than the over hitting. And again, also, Nate, this is the third time these teams are meeting this season. So the sure. familiarity is there. These teams know each other back and forth, which I think helps the case for the under. Yeah, there was a little bit of a moment on Tuesday, I think actually when we went off from recording, where this line did go down to Dolphins, or sorry, Bills minus nine, so I guess Dolphins plus nine. Total went up a little bit, and then I was wondering if, oh, there maybe there's a real shot that Tua plays that game. Yeah. And I think there was some information out there that he was on the verge of clearing concussion protocol and would be able to practice. And then that announcement came Wednesday that he has not cleared concussion protocol yeah. yet, which maybe that's uh, that's true, or maybe that's just kind of something the Dolphins are saying because the league told him do not play to a tongue of Iloa yeah, that would not in be good. a playoff game where the whole country's watching. And if he gets another concussion this season, it would look really bad with oh, everything that's kind of gone on with injuries in the NFL this season so yeah no I have nothing on that game but I do not disagree with that under call knowing that the Dolphins probably will have a difficult time scoring in this game move on to Giants Vikings the uh, Sunday afternoon slate of games uh, Vikings are still favored by three yep Giants at plus three um, that total is hovering around 48 some places have 48 and a half but it looks like it's pretty solidly 48 uh, we both have some plays in this game and, and it sounds like you have a, another strong play towards the underdog yeah, I uh, I was unsure if I wanted to play this game, but because it's the playoffs, yeah. I want to have a little bit more action, even if it's not maybe my favorite bet of the week. And, and I'm going to play the Giants plus three. I actually already bet the Giants plus three right before this show. This game's a rematch of a week 16 game. That was a, a really close game. Vikings closed minus four and a half, win by three on a last second field goal. But going into that game, the Giants were in a kind of a disadvantaged situation because this game was on a Saturday, and the Giants played the Sunday night before. They had a huge win against the Commanders to kind yeah. of put them in pole position to at least make the playoffs. So the fact that they played that well, and if you just look at the box score, Giants almost outgained the Vikings by over 100 yards. So I was really impressed by the Giants in that loss. Now you have a kind of a rested Giants team because they didn't play anyone key in the Week 18 game against the Philadelphia Eagles because they were locked into the sixth seed. So I like that the Giants kind of had a week off. They should be confident because they know they could beat this Vikings team. They played very well against them in Week 16. And since then, the Vikings lost badly to the Green Bay Packers. They lost their right tackle, Brian O'Neill, to a season-ending injury. Garrett Bradbury is, has been banged up and has missed time throughout this stretch of the season, and he just returned to practice on a limited basis with a back injury. So even if he does play, I don't know if he's going to be 100%. So I do like the Giants here at plus three. Do not trust the Vikings at all as a favorite, a team that won 13 games but had a negative point differential. So the Vikings had a lot of luck this season. They're not going to be able to keep winning games that way, and I think maybe the regression starts now, and I'll take the Giants plus three. Not my favorite bet of the year, but I do trust Brian Dable to scheme up something good enough for Daniel Jones and the Giants to possibly win this game, but I'll uh, take the plus three, obviously. Plus three, very key number in the NFL, so we'll take the Giants plus three in this one on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I like it. I mean, it seems like if we're going to get any type of uh, sexy pick in the NFL this weekend, it almost seems like the Giants are that way, kind of a, a popular underdog pick. And I know definitely there's a lot of people picking Giants money line too, just straight up. Yeah, I think there's I mean, they're very live to win this game. I mean, 
week 15, the week before that Vikings uh, Giants game that I mentioned a few times, the Vikings played the Colts and were losing with a 30 nothing at halftime yeah. to the Indianapolis Colts, who yep. turned out to be one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, I know they were, you know, playing Nick Foles and and Sam Ellinger towards the end, so that's something to do with it. But I could see a similar situation where the Giants actually get out to a lead, and maybe the Vikings are going to have to be in comeback mode. And with plus three, I, I'll be happily taking the Giants, watching that game. With if that game plays out like I think it might, it was actually I was thinking about that as kind of a live betting strategy. If I can get the Vikings at any point as a plus three, plus three and a half underdog, I'll take that. I, yeah. I like that. I think they can. I think they're a team that can keep a game close. Even if you know they're down 13 points, 17 points, whatever it is, I think they're a team that's always alive to come back and at least make it that type of a game because they've been blown out before, and usually in close games they win, and I don't see the Giants necessarily blowing them out. So this is going to be a close game. And if there's any point where the Giants get a quick lead or they're leading in the second quarter going at halftime with a lead and I can get the Vikings a plus money on something or get some points, I'll take it. Yeah, the only two games the Vikings won by Moore's in possession this year was way back in week one against the Packers and then week 18 against the Bears, which was a game where the Bears played Nathan Peterman and Tim Boyle at quarterback. <laughs> Probably the worst combination of, yeah, of quarterbacks great. you could have. Uh, I know Tim Boyle, uh, his college career, uh, check those stats out because I believe in his three seasons – at UConn, he had one touchdown and 13 interceptions. So not really sure why he's in the NFL. I know he started for the Lions a little bit last year, but uh, I wouldn't put too much stock into that Vikings win against the Bears uh, yeah, at all because nothing. they even – I mean, they did rest starters, so they, they played it smart and wise, unlike uh, our boy Brandon Staley out for the Chargers. But, yeah, God, what a clown. I, I think uh, – I think the Giants, yeah, I, I the I early in the week I was like, okay, this line's probably right. I don't know if I trust Giants. You know, Daniel Jones make his first playoff start on the road, but the more I think about it, I think getting plus three is, is a valuable bet. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match. With indeed, leveraging over one hundred forty million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. I have a prop for this game, Nate, that sure. I think is is pretty solid. I was kind of surprised to find this number, to be quite honest, and it's the TJ Hawkinson receptions. And that number you can get for as low as over four and a half receptions for the Vikings tight end. And what I really like about this bet is the chart, the uh, Giants, not a good defense against tight ends. They're 21st in the NFL against tight ends for yards given up. Uh, they also average giving up five and a half receptions a game to the tight end position. So teams know 
that this is a team that cannot guard tight ends and they feed tight ends. And Hawkinson, I think, is going to get fed in this game. And especially if the game script goes the way that we have expected it to go with the Giants maybe ahead, Vikings are going to have to pass more. Cousins has developed a bit of a rapport with Hawkinson as of late. And you can look at his stats in the last couple games and really see that. I mean, against the game in Chicago when most of the, the subs played, he only got one target, one reception. But the games before that and the ones that mattered against Green Bay, against the Giants back in Week 16, he had seven receptions against Green Bay. He had 13 against the Giants in Week 16. So it seems like they've developed a bit of a rapport, and I don't expect him to get 13 receptions. I don't expect him to get 16 targets again against the Giants. But I don't think that number gets below eight or nine. He's averaging around eight or nine targets a game since coming to the Vikings. And they're going to be looking for some short yardage gains against this Giants team, especially if they're going to be coming from behind. So I think all the stats line up. I think the situation lines up. I think Hawkinson's going to get fed. And if I can get this number under five at four and a half, I think five catches is easily doable for TJ. Yeah, so when I bet props, and I don't bet many props during the year, but I will look more in the playoffs. It's a lot of game script dependent things. So trying to think how the game's going to play out and if there's some kind of player who might benefit from that. And if the Giants do cover, I actually like the Hawkinson over even more just because I think – like you said, Giants got out to the lead early on. The script from Brian Dable is good. And then the Vikings are abandoning the run game and end up throwing. And with their offensive line issues and some of the guys like Kayvon Thibodeau can get some pressure, yep. maybe it's a lot of just kind of quick, short passes to the, uh, the safety net, TJ Hawkinson. So I think that makes a lot of sense. I'll probably tail you on that by the time we get to Sunday. Uh, let's go to some other games. Sunday what night. we got next? Ravens at the Bengals. Yeah, so when we Interesting we last talked about this game, we thought there was a real shot Lamar was going to play. It was it was Ravens minus or plus six and a half yep. across the board, which is kind of an in between number between Lamar and and the backups for the uh, for the Ravens. Excuse me. So right when we get off air, Bengals get up to minus seven, and the total drops from forty three and a half to like forty. 342 I think even settled at and that kind of made me think okay Lamar someone knows something about Lamar that he's probably not going to play because that total looked like it was about to get to 44 which is Mm -hmm. a key number in terms of NFL totals and it didn't get there so as soon as we went off the air um, or off the podcast uh, it, it kind of there was a line move that indicated that Lamar was less likely to play and now we're looking at a line that makes it seem like it's impossible he'll play as he continues to uh, not be at practice with that knee injury that he's missed the last month or so we're kind of trending towards Bengals minus 10 which is definitely either Tyler Huntley or Anthony Brown number I know Huntley missed last week because he was banged up Uh, let's see if he gives it a go in this game definitely a, a better option than Anthony Brown, who was who was decent last week in a game where that they sat J.K. Dobbins and Mark Andrews in, um, and they actually played this team last week. Uh, Bengals closed minus eleven and a half, um, and the reason I liked the under originally was if you get a Lamar Jackson banged up, he might not be as effective. But I also like the idea of betting a little bit against the uh, the Bengals offense, an offense that got out to a, a big lead and then they kind of shut it down and only scored three points on offense in the last 44 minutes of the game only having four yards per play Alex Kappa already has been ruled out their right guard which is a big loss because Lyle Collins a right tackle has um, he suffered a season-ending injury late in the year so Bengals offensive line definitely has some question marks that maybe we won't see an issue this game but definitely down the line so I wanted the under with Lamar 
Now that Lamar looks like he's out, I'd still consider the under at 40 and a half, but now I kind of like the Ravens if it gets to plus 10. And I want to do a little bit more work on this game, and I'll, I'll tweet it out or have it on my uh, Action Network profile, the, the app, to uh, track bets. But I'm kind of interested in the Ravens if they get to plus 10, thinking that in a game with a low total, a team that they're very familiar with, they can just keep it close enough yep. to stay within the number. So that's the way I'm looking. Ravens plus 10 if it gets there, closer to kickoff. I do want to make sure Huntley's playing and not Anthony Brown, but I still might bet the under. I liked the under originally in the week, but uh, I think the under is, is definitely in play if I do think the Ravens are going to cover. Monday Night Football, Nate. Monday Night Football for the NFL Wild Card Round. Cowboys and the Buccaneers. This is going to be a, a fun game uh, because, A, we both have plays for this game. And B, this is a team that Tom Brady has absolutely owned in his career. 7-0 against the Cowboys. He just knows how to beat Dallas. And for whatever reason, it works out for him. And they come into this game as underdogs at home because they won their division. It's a Monday night football game, the last game of Wild Card Weekend. And we both like the Cowboys. Yeah, I think we might be the few uh, few people in this world so too. who like the Cowboys. Which, the bu- which either means we're really stupid or we're geniuses. Yeah, I'm. You know what? I don't mind being in this position where everyone yeah. is on a certain side, especially in a playoff game, and we're on the opposite side. I if, love it. If if there was enough influence that the Bucks were clearly going to win this game, this line would be a little bit lower, and maybe it gets towards the Bucks direction even more as the game goes on or as the week goes on before this Monday night game that everyone's going to be watching last yep. game of the week. So a lot of interesting things going on here. I think we kind of knew this matchup was going to happen the last few weeks as long as the Bucks won the division and the Cowboys being the best uh, non-division winner. So have thought a lot about this game already and what the potential spread was, and I thought it was going to be something like Cowboys minus 3.5, minus 4, maybe even minus 4.5. And, and now the Cowboys, their rating has kind of come down a little bit. They struggled greatly against Sam Howell and the Commanders last week. They only had two-point yards per play. Dak Prescott completed like 14 of 37 pass attempts, so he really struggled, and I think there's definitely some concern about that, especially with some of the Cowboys' injuries that have been piling up late in the season. However, the Buccaneers are not a good football team. Nope. Just look at their last kind of three wins in December to end the year. I guess one win was on on New Year's Day in January, but they beat the Saints after trailing by 13 late in the game, and the Saints completely throw the game away. It was Trace McSorley and the Arizona Cardinals on Christmas Day, that night that night game that Probably a lot of people watch and figured the Bucks were going to roll, but they were losing by 10 <laughs> late in that game and yeah. needed overtime to beat that Cardinals team. And then down by 11 against the Panthers in the fourth quarter, and they, they rally back in Week 17 to clinch the division. So I really think the Buccaneers are a bad team, a poorly coached team, and that the reason why they aren't a bigger underdog in this game is because of Tom Brady's reputation in the playoffs. I know it's really good, and it's kind of foolish historically to bet against Tom Brady, but this is a different Tom Brady, not as good of a Brady, not as, uh, you know, the pieces around him are on paper are okay, but they haven't really played well, and then the coaching staff is is not very good and doesn't put him in the best positions to succeed. So I'm hoping that because the Cowboys look so bad in Week 18 
that we're getting a bit of a discount on Dallas in a game that if it was played a few weeks ago, Dallas would be more than a field goal favorite. So I'm looking towards Dallas, and because I have that concern about the Bucks potentially coming back, I'm going to put half my bet on the Cowboys' first half, the other half on Cowboys' full game, and maybe wait a little bit and place those bets on Monday night or before the game on Monday night because I do think – You don't think the Cowboys are going to be getting some money – Oh, early on even towards late in the game they're the cowboys everyone loves america's favorite team but i think people well people like brady more you think so yes and the cowboys interesting people want to he's gonna get money i i think people like betting on the cowboys when things are like looking good and they're rolling but off that last game where they look so bad yeah i think people are not gonna bet the cowboys or just bet the other side which is the buccaneers and tom brady is a home underdog because in theory that seems like it makes a lot of sense I just don't think the Buccaneers are a good team at all. Maybe they turned it on for the playoffs. Yeah. I know we've been, you know, they've been telling us that that they're going to do that, but I just haven't seen it for myself against a team of quality. And I still think the Cowboys are just a better team, uh, and they showed that all season. I was really glad that they got embarrassed by the Commanders because I, I wanted to bet the Cowboys in this game, and this was amazing seeing that they got embarrassed like that because when you look back, also. And I did the math, went back, did the numbers, Nate. They're 9-2 and two against the spread when they win. So they cover when they win, historically, at least this season. Right. And like you said, coming off an embarrassing loss, this is about as low as I have seen people think about the Cowboys yeah. and, and how low. Like, people are not talking about Dallas succeeding, not in the media, not in circles, not amongst friends. This is about as low as I've seen Dallas be thought of in the it, Dak Prescott era while he's healthy. Yeah, I think it's as for, at least for this season as low as we th- have thought of Dallas since their week one loss to yeah. this Buccaneers team, where it was Dak Prescott for most of the game before he gets hurt, and they did not play well at all in that game. Um, That's another reason I like Dallas too. They, right. They've seen this team. They this is a team they've played before, yeah. and usually when that happens, the team at least in the NFL, the team that loses. And, and at that time, at that time, the Cowboys, their offensive line was very inexperienced because some injuries that they had over the summer. So they kind of you know I know they've had some injuries since, but it's definitely a better offensive line. They didn't have players like like a Michael Gallup, who is a you know a key receiver, yeah, uh, number two receiver. So it is a little bit of a better offense, and you know Kellen Moore, who's uh, auditioning for some uh, head coaching roles, I'm sure yeah. he's going to want to put some good uh, good uh, film, I guess, on tape to help when his interviews come up throughout this off season. So I know it's uh, a Cowboys little bit contrarian, but yeah, Cowboys minus two and a half. It's the move. And I also am going to personally have some first half, just in case the Buccaneers get off to a slow start and then come back to win like they've had to do a lot of games this year and yeah. some of their wins. They're only eight wins. They were eight and nine. This is not a good football team. No, so it's not. And, and try to take advantage of maybe an overreaction to the Cowboys playing poorly on Sunday. I like it. Uh, don't be a tease. We have one teaser. For playoff weekend that you're thinking of? Yeah, so this is kind of a, a thing just in general. Teasers, always tease NFL and to make mm-hmm. sure tease through two key numbers. So the example is here. Uh, I know we just talked about not betting the the Buccaneers, but <laughs> if you are betting on the Cowboys, so I'm not personally going to do this, but if you do want to play the Buccaneers and, and don't want to take the plus two and a half, I would recommend teasing them up from two and a half to eight and a half yep and pairing that with the jaguars from two and a half to eight and a half and i would actually like the jaguars teaser because i like the jaguars to win this game uh but don't be teasing 
the the like six point teaser. Don't don't tease the uh, like the bills from like thirteen to seven. Like, right, that doesn't provide anything. You don't get for you there. mathematically. So I, I think that's isn't a teaser. I'm personally going to play, but right now the only two legs that make sense are the Jaguars and Bucks up. You could have early in the week teased the Bengals when they were between six and a half or, or seven and seven and a half, eight up to eight and a half. But now that they're over nine. Um, you, I wouldn't do the traditional six-point two-team teaser, um, including the Bengals. Plus, I also think the Ravens can keep that game close, so probably wasn't a teaser leg I would have wanted anyway. Yeah, hundred percent. I like it. So those are NFL bets. I don't know if you have any other NFL things to add, but um, no, just a, just a quick it's be recap. A hell of a weekend. There's a quick recap, and I'll have an article on WashingtonPost.com with some more thoughts, but um, that'll come out tomorrow. But Jaguars plus two and a half, Giants plus three. Looking towards either the Ravens side or the under in the Sunday night game between Ravens and Bengals. Going to wait to bet that because Lamar looks like he's going to miss this game. And then wait for this on Monday night, Cowboys first half and Cowboys full game. I have an NBA type of play, I guess it would be. Um, And this comes from our colleague, Michael Kim, who came up. I don't know if he came up with this theory, but I think he saw the stats that really support this theory, and that's – Teams coming from the East Coast that are on their West Coast trip that end their trip in either Utah or Denver, you bet against them in the first quarter. Because A, they're tired. B, it's the end of their trip. They've been traveling the West Coast for the last week or so. And C, you got the elevation. That's all competing and all at once. It makes for a really strong first quarter for this Jazz and Nuggets team. And I I tested that out on Tuesday, and it worked for the Nuggets. I'm going to do it again. And the Magic go to Utah on Friday. They go to... Nuggets, uh, they go to Denver on Sunday, and this is the fourth and fifth game of a West Coast trip for the for the Magic. Sunday's going to be their last game on the trip, then they go home the next day, and then they're off for a week. So they are really going to be wanting this trip to end by Sunday. So I really like the Jazz first quarter on Friday against the Magic and the Nuggets first quarter on Sunday against the Magic. And especially if the Nuggets lose on Friday, I'm going to hammer that Nuggets first quarter line against the Magic because the Magic are going to be done. Fifth game of a West Coast road trip. They're going to have a week off after that game. They're just going to be looking towards the vacation. They're going to be looking for some time off. Nuggets are going to be off a loss. They're going to be back home where they're amazing in general, let alone in the first quarter. So I'm just going to absolutely fade the Magic in first quarters of the next two games against the Jazz and the Nuggets. One of them should definitely hit for sure, and I'm hoping both hit. Yeah, I like that angle, and a lot of times you can find some maybe hidden value in the derivatives where you're betting quarters or halves that aren't built in the full game. So yeah, makes complete sense to me. Uh, like the thinking there. So let's go, let's go, Nuggets and Jazz. Uh, that'll do it for us. Those are our picks. Appreciate everyone listening. Of course, you can follow Nate on Twitter for uh, his article as well, and Nate Jacobson one. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review if if you so please. If we win your bets, we love to hear it. If we lose your bets, uh, we don't love to hear it, but. Of course, let us know. Uh, we're always trying to uh, become better betters, of course. Um, and we'll be back next week. More football plays, more basketball plays on the way. Till then, good luck. Good luck.